please make sure you go over to YouTube, subscribe, or you can always find us on any of the podcast platforms, and that's Fostering Change. You know, it's hard to believe that this November, the week has already gone by. What an amazing week. You know, I'll never forget when Amerigroup first came to me and said um, they were actually going to be the first. They were going to be the first in the state of Georgia to make sure that all four to 500 kids that enter their state in foster care every single month receive a comfort case. And last week, we kicked it off on November the 1st. Um, and so it couldn't have not worked at a better time to have my friend um, on our podcast. So before, without any further ado, Ashante, welcome to Fostering Change. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited to be here with you, Rob. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's like, you know, we were just reminiscing. And it's like, you know, I say this all the time, you know, the foster care arena is very large. I mean, you're looking at, you know, at any given time, you know, we have over 400,000 kids in our system. And the fact that you and I had 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 our paths crossed before, I just, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. And the fact that you work for Amerigroup, which, you know, to us, that they're family to us. How long have you been with them? So I have been a part of the Youth Advisory Council for about two years now. Wow. So tell tell our listeners and our viewers, what actually is the Youth Advisory Council? Okay. So the America Youth Advisory Council is a council full of young people who have lived experience in foster care, um, where we express, you know, and get the word out about benefits that young people have access to, as well as the value added benefits, because, you know, most times when we're in care, everything's being conducted for us and we're being told everything about life. And, and sometimes we forget to take care of our physical health needs as well as our mental health needs. And so we have created this council to help give a holistic view and to let young people know that you are supported all the way until you're age 26 with your health care needs. Yeah, I love that, you know, because that is one of the things as I travel the country and I meet so many young youth who have aged out of the system or so many youths that are getting ready to age out of the system. Um, I I truly believe that we do a lack of education for our youth in the system um, when it comes to what they're entitled to. You know, I remind people all the time, you know, kids come into foster care because of choices other people made. And the fact that they go through the system, they go from house to house. We know the statistics show us. We know the fact that it's 16 or 17 before someone even starts to talk about their future. And by that time, you know, as well as I do from somebody who I grew up in the system and age out, I'm pissed off. You know, I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to know what's going on. And I think where we do a disservice for children who are coming into foster care is that we don't immediately, immediately, I don't care whether they're 10, 11, 7, 14, but immediately start giving them educational pathways of what's available for them when you can completely whole circle them for everything that's needed. Because as you know, I mean, I'm 57 years old, and um, I love my therapist. And so, you know, I wish that when I was younger, that, you know, therapy was spoken to me about it, which I think is something that we we don't do enough of when it comes to our youth. I just recently had a social worker and I were talking, I was at a conference and a foster parent was there and there were social workers there. And the foster parent said, um, you know, we really wanted our um, little girl who came to us at four years old from, in foster care to immediately start therapy. And the social worker said, well, why would you think that she needed therapy at four? Was she showing any signs? And my first reaction was, uh, what are you talking about? She came into foster care. 
That right there is a sign. What do you feel that, you know, we don't seem to start these kids off on the right foot? Um, I feel like in a lot of different ways, we so many different things. Um, but I want to also talk about like the fact that when you get older youth and who are transitioning through the system, they treat them as if they're adults, but then kids at the same time. So there's like this, this understanding, this level of understanding, like, oh, they should know this already. And it's like, hold on. When you were 13, 14, or 10, perhaps, did you know about this stuff? Like, just because you come into foster care does not mean it's the end-all, be-all. Like, all of a sudden, you have a ticket to adulthood, and you know everything. And so um, I feel like just the idea of therapy, like being able to pick a therapist. A lot of young people that I've come across and talked with, they don't want to go to traditional therapy um, because they feel like it doesn't work, or they just threw them with somebody that's just going to be there for a second, and they're going to leave, like... And just giving them that education on what exactly mental health is, how to go through mental health, or how to navigate through your mental health diagnosis, if you have one. Because we also know that young people who come in at foster care are two to three times more likely to be diagnosed and misdiagnosed yes. um, just to get them to be quiet, um, to tame them, and just so they can be seen and not heard. Like, and so there's so many different elements with that. I actually personally entered into the foster care system by way of mental health, because when I was at home with my mom, I suffered from a um, misdiagnosis of bipolar disorder when all of a sudden, well, when I was just an angry kid who right. didn't have ways to express anger or it had been through a certain level of trauma even before touching the system. And so I feel like understanding and expressing what mental health is removing the stigma from mental health, but also teaching our young people how to take care of themselves all around from their hygiene to um, going to making sure that they have a regular annual checkup. A physical is so important um, to making sure they know dental needs. Like I know even at 26 years old, I still struggle to floss. And even though my dentist always tells me, hey, you're supposed to floss because your teeth can erode, you know, gingivitis is a thing. Like those just simple, basic elemental things to take care of one's body right and i feel as though it's something that's not expressed a lot and that's where we are we're here with the youth advisory council to kind of help from peer to peer because we know peer to peer they learn way more right. versus an adult lecturing them um to give that knowledge and spread that knowledge yeah i i love that i absolutely love that i truly do believe that you know you know telling our story, first of all, strengthen us as a community. It truly strengthens us as a community by telling our story. And I truly believe that we need to stop the stigma that children who are in our, in our foster care system automatically deserve a diagnosis. And that to me, it not every child in the system needs an IEP. Not every child in the system needs letters behind their names. Not every child in the system has mental illness, okay? Right. Um, and I think that we put them in this bucket and I think a lot of it with the reason that they're put in the bucket and, and people and by the way I know I'm going to get that hate emails I get them all the time but you know what the more letters that are behind a child's name in foster care the more money is paid out yep the more money is paid out and the sad part is it's not paid out to the child you oh. know it's not benefiting the child you know but the more letters they continue to stick be and by the way you talk about angry kids, they have every right to be angry. They have every right to be able to show their emotions, work through their emotions. Now, I'm telling you, it needs to be healthy. You know, we need to show them how to healthy, you know, not be a cutter, you know, not to be violent, not to be, but they're allowed 
to have emotions. And I think so many times, you know, when I see kids moving throughout the system, and 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 again, we have amazing foster parents in this in this country. Don't get me wrong, we have amazing foster parents, but we also have a lot of foster parents who feel like they, they're coming in and they're saving the child, you know. And and I feel like that that's such the wrong way to approach a child who's coming into the system, you know. The first thing that we should do is let that child have their emotions. Let that child tell their story when they're ready to tell right. that story, you know, when they're ready to tell that story. You know, so many times I'm seeing, you know, I'm 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 reading more and more to where, you know, our youth who are aging out um, literally are, you know, handed again a trash bag, you know, and, you know, it's something that Amerigroup is, is trying to make sure it doesn't happen. And I know as you and I were talking earlier before we started recording, my husband and I, we actually did an older adoption, which is very rare. Um, you know, I've I've been trying to find people um, like, hey, has anybody ever adopted an 18-year-old out of the system? And it's very far and in between. But we chose, you know, to adopt our son, Alex, which I'm, you know, let me tell you something. I say it all the time. I have one regret, and that's that I didn't get to walk him to kindergarten. But now I get to walk with him for the rest of his life. I, I mean, there's, I mean, he's a typical son. He's, you know... There's a, it's like all, all kids, you know, they're like highs and lows, but, you know, he's now 22 years old. And, you know, what would you say to someone who was thinking of maybe doing the, you know, having an older child from foster care come and live with them? I would say take it one step at a time. It's, it's a journey. We all walk together and we all need a sense of community and a sense of belonging. And so when it comes to having older youth, I also would urge you to think back to when you were a teenager. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, this kid is acting wild. But think about when you jumped out the window and you snuck out to go hang out with your friends. Like, think about all those times you did those outlandish things or you were dropped off at the movies and then you ended up at a friend's house and now your parents like, you were dropped off here. Why are you over there? Like, right. Think about yeah. those different things because young people are allowed to have those experiences too. And once again, it's such a thing in the system where we treat our young people like they're adults and they're still kids. Their brains aren't even fully developed. So um, for someone who's considering getting an older youth, I also urge you to get um, some training on ad adolescent brain development because the the way that a young person thinks before their brain is fully processed, th their thoughts aren't complete. They don't know everything. And right. even in our older age, we don't know everything. And so like really take those take the time out to try to understand the teenager and try to find a way of connect connecting. It's not too foreign to connect with a young person. Be yourself and they will love you for every bit of that. Yeah. And that's what I would say to anyone that considering getting an older you, we're just looking for somebody that's authentic and somebody that's real. Yeah. And if you're not, we can smell it. We smell fear. <laughs> I know. I'm going to tell you something. I believe it. I believe it. I truly do. And I think, you know, I tell people all the time, not everybody's up for fostering. I will tell you that. Not everybody's up for adoption. But every single one of us can mentor. Every single one of us can sit down and listen to the voice of a youth. You know, because, you know, one of the things you you talk about is the power of the youth, the voice of a youth. And, and I think that that is something that we've done for too many years is we have muted our youth that are in foster care. And I think that we are getting through this. I don't know if it's this river that is rushing down, but I'm seeing more and more strong human humans that are stepping up and they're saying, we've had enough. We've had enough, you know. 
I say this quite often, you know, it's like that in the springtime, I always see this post um, and it's on social media and it talks about how, um, you know, if you're cleaning out your basement and you have some old luggage, go take that luggage to somebody um, into a child welfare service. And I always tell people, we don't want your stinky old smelly luggage. Okay. We are not second class citizens. Okay. We deserve to be heard. We deserve to have what everybody else gets we're deserved to have new we're deserved to have every opportunity you know that my five babies are getting and that is the thing to me is that I think for too many years we have treated kids in our system as our disposable kids you know our disposable kids and I see a change happening what do you think about that I completely agree with you like oftentimes I tell people a young person comes into foster care by circumstances not every kid comes in for the same and that we're everybody's kids what happened to take care of the village like there's a village that surrounds a kid it takes a village to raise a child like what happened to that like when young people enter in the system our taxpayers dollars pay for that so they're yeah. still apparently they're still totally our children and we're still obligated to take care of them as such and don't you wouldn't give your child the smelly suitcase you had in your closet for 20 years you would want to give them their best so show up that way and give young people who experience care because the thing is they're not in care they're experiencing care. thank you thank it's you it's a part of the story not the entire story give them a chance and give them the things that you would give your own children the ones that you birthed out of you because yeah. they're, once again we're still a village we're to take care of ours Yeah. Let me tell you something. That is the whole reason I say all the time, change your vocabulary. These are not foster children. These are children who are experiencing foster care at this point in their life. And it doesn't define who they are. And too many times when we say the F word in front of a child's name, the very first thought that we have as humans is what did that kid do wrong? Yep. What did that kid do wrong? Instead of thinking about what we should be thinking about is what did that child experience? And what can we do to make the experience better for tomorrow? You know, Ashante, I have to tell you, what a great conversation. I absolutely, I love seeing you. I love the fact of us catching up. I'm so, so proud of you. You know, the fact is, is that taking your voice, going and helping other kids know that they have a voice, you know, really listening to our younger generation. I say this to people, you know, when you invest in a child, um, the old olden days, people would say, oh, invest in a child and you invest in their future. That is a lie. When you invest in a child, you invest in my future mm-hmm. because you all are our leaders of tomorrow our leaders of tomorrow. So why would we not, why would we not want to invest in our youth who are in the system? Because as you said, these kids don't belong to you. They don't belong to me. They belong to us, to us. And as a village, we can make it a lot stronger. Ashante, once again, thank you so much. Everybody, it's Amerigroup Youth Advisory. I will tell you, go to their website, look at what they're doing. I said it, can't adopt, can't foster, but I'm telling you something, what you can do, step up, step up 
and mentor and mentor. And when I'm saying about mentoring, I'm talking about give that listening ear. You know, Shante, thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. You know, it's hard to believe that, you know, we're taking over Georgia. Um, I've been in the state of Georgia for the last week and getting ready to head back for another week and a half in Georgia. So thank you for all that you do and I hope you have an amazing day. And for everybody else, this is another amazing edition of Fostering Change. I tell you each and every time, I'm the luckiest guy in the world world because I get to speak to amazing humans like my friend here. So I hope you all have a great day. And by the way, go and mentor. Take care.